Hey, how's it going, Champagne Sharks? Hope everyone's doing well. Just wanted to uh, do some quick house cleaning, let people know. Go to ChampagneSharks.com and you get access to all the links related to Champagne Sharks. You can go there and find it all. And you can find where we are on social media, our products, all that stuff. Also, Patreon benefits, which includes Discord server, book club night, movie night discussions, show notes, newsletter, and most importantly, bonus episodes. So definitely become a patron for $5 a month at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. And without further ado, here is the episode. Take care. Hey, hey, champagne sharks, what's going on? Uh, it's cracking. Yeah, yeah. So um, who do we have with us today? This is well, G, of course, but we have uh, a Vito. So, um, for everybody that, well, I think everybody knows now that I'm back on Twitter, um, and it's been very, 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 very interesting. So you can find me on Twitter, um, the Hated Shark, T H E H A T E A or H A H A T E D S H R S H A R K. I can't spell today. The Hated Shark. Spell it the way it's supposed to be spelled. But it's been a lot of interesting conversations been going on. It's been been a lot of uh it's been a lot of uh commotion going on so trying not to get us in any trouble i feel like i would need you guys to kind of fill me in because i know it kind of generally but i haven't been like putting in my time on twitter you know lately so it's like i pop in and something's been popping off for 12 hours then it's like and i can't catch up with anything you know like everything is going so fast i mean all i did so what really the last couple of days it's been I had to I kind of just been off Twitter for like a couple hours or, or at least a day or two, kind of, because I was talking about that new movie about Dahomey and everybody got mad at me because I said they sold slaves and they were deeply entrenched in the slave trade. But it's true. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people got mad at me. The thread went crazy. I had to mute it. And I wasn't I wasn't what I was basically saying was don't go to Hollywood looking for uh, accurate depictions of history. You know what I'm saying? And then I just threw a couple of tidbits of history out there about what was going on with that state, the Dahomey uh, people at that time. And I mean, you know, of course, and then everybody wants nuance. And I was like, well, I don't have time to give you guys nuance. You can go do some research. But the thing about it is about that story in particular, because everybody says, oh, yeah, everybody on the continent was involved in slave trade at some point. Yeah, but they took that shit to another level. I I think it's interesting what you're saying, um, because I couldn't understand what people's problem was with your tweet per se because the nuance wasn't really necessary you were talking specifically about a specific tribe yeah and you left it at that and then you said well hey it's a movie just watch the movie don't expect a bunch of historical accuracy which is something that people say all the time yeah so i couldn't figure out what they read versus what you said well it was the peter pan africans that came out of nowhere and just started getting mad at me because <laughs> Did i you was come there. up with that or was that a known term for them already that's no i made funny. that up i oh, swear to god that's a good one <laughs> I, I, you know what's funny because i know exactly who kenny's talking about when he says that because there's it's peter pan Af- uh Af- peter what how do you just say peter pan africanist yeah <laughs> it's so funny because they're not pan africanist they're peter pan africanist they yeah. just say a bunch of shit that they read on the internet yeah, they're and stuck re- in escapism and mysticism and mythology and you know all that kind of stuff. And that's fine. I mean, you know, if you want to get involved in those little gangs and gang bang, you know what I'm saying? Now, I look at that as no different than being a part of religions. You know, I call it spiritual gang banging. You're a Christian and then you got the AME and then you got the Baptist and you got the Southern Baptist and the Methodist. It's spiritual gang banging. So if you want to get into the the your blackness and use it as some type of gang, fine. But that doesn't change history. I'm not going to lie to you just to make you feel good. Like, I'm just I'm just not going to do that. But you weren't even making a claim about Africa overall or the slave trade overall. You were very specific. That's what I was trying yeah. to figure out. What I only talked about them. That's it. I, and that was I it. I haven't seen the tweets in question, but I'm guessing it probably was touchy because um, the ADOS and the FBA crowd and... Before anybody complains, I'm not saying they're the same crowd. I know there's a difference between, I know some people claim FBA and don't claim ADOS or vice versa, because whenever the topic comes up, people get very uh, touchy. But um, I know a lot of people in the ADOS circles and the FBA circles um, were talking about they don't want to fuck with the movie because 
that that whole Pan African My Black Queen stuff is dead with the Dahomies, and they're not going for it anymore. The Dahomies were slave traders and everything, but you know they were saying it in a pretty hyperbolic, you know, way, you know. And so I'm guessing you must have caught a stray because you probably jumped into a conversation that was already being had, and these probably thought, oh, it was it was Philip Lewis. Philip Lewis is the one that was talking about the movie. And I was, you know, me, I always look at, before I say anything, I'm going to look and see what people are saying. I'm like, okay, that's a lie. That's a lie. That's mysticism. That's mythology. Okay. This is okay. And I just quote tweeted it and the shit just started going viral. And then of course, then you got the ADOS and you got the Peter Pan Africans arguing. And then you got Africans from Africa. They was really mad. Oh wait, was your tweet what sparked the ADOS? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They weren't mad at you because they thought you were saying the same stuff as the ADOS, but your thing was kind of the one that. Uh, they, and so they started labeling. They thought I was ADOS, you know what I'm saying? So they or FBA, or, you know, just part of these little groups. And yeah. I was just I was not a part of any group. So that's why I sent a follow up tweet. Like, I don't get involved in any of these little gangs y'all get into. I'm just here to talk about the truth. One thing I did do is I sparked a conversation for you guys to do, do some research. And the thing about it is, is like the Africans get mad and I'm like, well, you're Nigerian. So I'm not even talking about you. You know what I'm saying? So and, and that's what I what I thought was interesting. This is what I thought was interesting is that after saying what I said and I started seeing all, you know, the FBA and the Africans getting into it, the Africans got on code. You know what I'm saying? So if you was African, whether you was Nigerian or Sierra Leone or whatever, they started getting on code against the ADOS FBA people. And it just started turning into this thing. And I was just like, okay, this is dumb. You know what I mean? Like, we don't even, so I just muted it. They're probably still in there arguing and fighting right now. I have no idea. But it's just not worth it, dude. Like, I was just, I gave you guys some information. You do what you want to do with it. I didn't use any presentism. You know what I'm saying? I didn't say they should have did this or they shouldn't have did that. And see, people started talking about, well, you need some context. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't need any context. I know what the context is, but I was just throwing a little bit of history, historical facts out there for the simple fact that with that is not with that, with that tribe, it was, it's very odd because they didn't just get involved in the slave trade. They went to a whole nother level with it. You know what I mean? Like it was their economy was based on the slave trade, which is very odd when you're talking about Africans, you know what I'm saying? So that was what was very interesting. And there's actual YouTube videos of historians talking about Dahomey. And they all said the same thing is like, okay, there is this context and there is these nuances, but I, but, and they all said the same thing, but still certain things don't sit right with me. And that's how I was looking at like, I mean, you know, I understand that this was something that was going on, but man, these people took it to professional level. I'll you know say one like, thing that's kind of interesting. I feel like a lot of the um, respectable Negroes uh, were straight up kind of lying because I've seen people. Like I see this woman, she, and uh, I've seen her before, and she's kind of one of. I think she might be Pan African or whatever, but she was like the people of the homie did more to end chattel slavery than all of the European nations combined. A few collaborators at the top of the pyramid don't discount the millions of people who built internal infrastructures to resist enslavement in the Gulf of Benin. Then she goes, Dr. Sylvia Duyop's work shows how the resistance movements of the Benin area were a small piece of the continental revolution against chattel slavery. The everyday men and women on the continent were forced were fierce opponents against of, of enslavement. And then all these um, uh, FBA, Freedmen, ADOS, so many different names now, kind of got in her ass and were uh, basically correcting her and stuff. And and I guess she was taking stuff like out of context or something. But a lot of these people, they do a lot of research, man. I have to give it to them, man. <laughs> when, it, when it comes to... Uh, yeah, yeah. And they were hitting her back with counter... Like, like one thing one thing I will say about a lot of these types that I saw, um, you know, speaking against it, they were speaking a lot of times in platitudes and you know vague stuff and 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 strawman you know whereas the um people who were being anti the homie uh they were like trying to come with a lot of research and and excerpts from books and stuff like that so as someone who doesn't know much about the topic either way i'm not gonna pretend i do when, when i look it up i feel like the pan-african the homie defenders at least a lot of the ones I'm coming across. Maybe there were some better ones that not coming up in this 
preliminary search. You know, we're just kind of telling people like, like what you're saying is mean, shut up, uh, it's ignorant. Not really coming with the same level of uh, research as the people who are, you know, s- saying that the homie were super involved in the slave trade. So it's it's um it's just something I'm noticing on a on a quick search of Twitter right now that that there doesn't seem to be a lot of hard but, hard research by a lot of these people defending the Dahomey. The problem with a lot of these discussions, especially around history, is that the facts can't ever just be the facts. They want the facts to fit into whatever narrative they've created or that they've been living by or what best, you know, maybe even their agenda is rooted in. Yeah. And because of that, the facts aren't the facts. The facts don't really matter. Well, the facts aren't the facts unless I agree with them. Well, unless they unless they prove what I already believe. Right. So if people have this belief that, you know, all African culture and, you know, during pre-colonial days was peaceful and loving, then they have to fight against any evidence that says otherwise. If they believe that all Africa, that's the other thing I saw on the extreme side of the FBN and ADOS people, which was um, all Africans did was sell black people. Right. <laughs> that was kind of how they were making it sound like, you know, no, it was, you know, all Africans were, you know, uh, selling black people into slavery and this is all they did. And we're the descendants of the people that they threw away, you know, all this stuff. And it was just kind of like, out of context, but it had to fit their narrative. It didn't matter what the facts were. It didn't matter that there was nuance. Because they, they, they didn't... Also, that's the other point I was saying, Kenny. It wasn't about nuance. They didn't care about nuance. No. If they wanted nuance, they would have just researched it themselves. Yeah. Or they would have just quote-tweeted you and then gave it gave it themselves if they had already researched it. No, it was a whole lot of, you don't know what you're talking about, and you need to delete this, and, and all yeah. that type of stuff. You the know, problem was yeah, shame, trying to shame me. What you guys know, that shit ain't going to work. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm looking at more in depth about what I was just talking about, right? It's, her name is Shea Chardé, and she was like, Dr. Sylvian. Actually, you know what? I'll just send it in the chat so you can kind of see what I'm talking about. Uh, the name, what, what's the name of the movie that's coming out? Uh, King something, which first off was kind of weird to me. I feel like they, the woman, the woman King, King. Okay. I feel like that is a bad sign for what the movie's going to be about. Cause why are they calling her the King? I feel like they're doing that. That's like some weird feminist thing, you know, like yeah. they're trying to make it's a representation scene. matters type of thing. No, no, but why are they calling her a King and not a queen? Like, like I feel like there's this thing where they want to kind of masculinize. Oh women. yeah. Oh you know yeah. Saying? Good point. Good point. T. They want to masculinize black women, but it's like a backhanded compliment. I feel, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, liberals right. love doing that. And a lot of black feminists, cause they always want to, uh, cater to what the liberals want, you know, jump in with that. But they do that a lot. Like, like they, they had that uh, poster, that cover for Black Lives Matter, that art, that, and and God help me, I have to agree with the, with the divestors on this. The divestors are like, why is this picture a, a black woman in the front with a black boy and there's no black men? Like, why are you always like, but I know in their mind, they were thinking, oh, we know intersectional types. Those are the people that we're friends with. And they tell us that black women lead the movement. So I think they thought they were pandering, you know, to black women by putting it in front. But those um, divestors and a lot of other black women were kind of like, you know, we're sick of, uh, you know, being portrayed as like the men of the community. But, you know, right, I feel right. like they do, liberals like to do that a lot as kind of like a backhanded diss to black women. And also like a backhanded diss, like black men, like, you know, you guys don't even lead your own communities and whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like you can celebrate her, but still call her a king, you know, like I don't well, I mean, I still call her a queen. Like, but, well, you know what, honestly, and that was one of the reasons why I forgot. I forgot I was thinking about this. But at, at the time when I saw the trailer and everything and the way they were depicting it, that's the reason why I said what I said, because I was like, OK, this is Hollywood. You know, I made it I made it clear that I'm talking about Hollywood. You know what I mean? Um, and people were just pissed. Like one person was like, well, I don't care about that. I just want to see Viola Davis. What the fuck are you telling me that? You know what I'm saying? Okay, go watch I'm, Viola Davis, bro. You and know? I'm researching this and they were called Queens. I'm looking and it says Benin's fearless female warrior and Queen Hangby. So why are you calling her the woman king? And it's also kind of like a this to women, I feel in general, like this idea that female forms of power are you know inferior it's, it's, it's like lean in type of white feminism that 
a lot of these uh, black liberal women buy into as well. Like this idea that um, you're not really achieving anything unless you as a woman are becoming a man. And, you know, like, like uh, female success is uh, attaining like, like, male forms of power like and it's kind of, it's kind of weird like uh why can't she be a queen and still be like a badass why does she have to be a king to have value that's very much i think a presentist kind of view uh and and i just found that was like a bad sign to me that they called her okay well first they call her king in general but but that calling a black woman a king i think because they love masculinizing black women especially i'm, I'm gonna say one last thing and i'll, I'll give it to you vita because i heard you uh, chiming in uh they do it a lot with the trans discourse that's when they really let loose on how masculine they think black women are when they say stuff like you know you black women should be very involved in this trans discourse because uh people deny the femininity of you know black women all the time too and you basically say okay black women are basically borderline men yourselves so you should be natural allies or trans and that's a, that's like a this like what, but but a lot of these dumb black female academics will be co-signing that shit. I'm like, why are you even y'all love white liberals that much? You're gonna just co-sign this low self-esteem argument? You know what's interesting? Um, to your point about the title of the movie, I knew nothing about the movie at all. Just the title and Viola Davis being in it. That was all I had known before the discussion popped off off of uh, Kenny's page. I wasn't going to watch it or I had no interest. And, I didn't, and it wasn't a declaration. I didn't declare like, oh, I'm not going to watch this. It wasn't a declaration. When I saw it was called The Woman King, I just wasn't interested. And I didn't even put a whole bunch of, you know, anal- analysis to it. But the way you broke it down was pretty much how I felt without having to consciously say it. Because it was just like, why are you calling her a king? What, what is the purpose of that? Movie titles are very well thought out. I promise you they ran through... A few titles. If it was a book first, then it was the book titles were thought of, right? Like these people are very specific. They know how to market things. There's a reason they were calling it the Woman King, and I think it's for the very reasons you said, T. And I think that it is a, a, a something that we're seeing a lot about Black women being strong and Black women being warriors and Black women being this, you know, um, the the leaders and things like that. I think there is an agenda behind that. Because it seems like the, the we, we get accused as Black women of trying to emasculate our men. But the reality is that we are in a system that's constantly trying to emasculate men in the right. eyes of women and everyone else. Right, right. And the thing about it is, is that when, you know, when I seen the title and I seen so everything, you know, the movies are never the way they market it. But the way they marketed it, I could see what they were trying to do. You know what I'm saying? I, I was like, oh, OK, y'all trying to do this whole feminism thing and it's like okay i know the movie's not gonna be better because somebody quote twitty minutes said well there actually is a big part of the movie that's about the slavery part i'm like oh okay is that right now i don't know how they know that and i don't even know if it's true but they didn't market the movie that way they didn't market any struggle and strife they just marketed at these masculine women going around swinging the sword and all that kind of stuff and that's fine also, uh two white women wrote it exactly so we that's... know where that we know where that's going but they got a black woman who I normally, well, I used to like. Um, she's, I don't know what she's been into, but uh, they got a black woman to direct it. But it's two white women who wrote it. And that already makes you feel. Um, it's Gina uh, Prince by the Wood or Bythewood. I don't know how you pronounce. Oh, that's uh, Reggie, Reggie Rock by the Woods family. Yep. Yep. His, his wife. And oh, she, wow. And she usually is, you know, comes correct. She was in she did love in basketball. Uh, they did that, uh, New York Undercover. Yeah, yeah. They did New York Undercover, but her first film, she uh, did Love and Basketball. I didn't know that was her. And she also wrote uh, on Different Worlds. She, she she wrote on a lot of great things. You know what I mean? Interesting. And, um, Very interesting. And she directed Beyond the Lights, which is a movie I like. I've, I've, I like Beyond the Lights. It's a nice, it's a nice little movie. Enjoyable. Yeah, wow, that's yeah, interesting. But, but she and her husband are, um, you know, they usually be a like, part of some pro black stuff. They usually are, you know, like Ernest Dickerson. They are usually legit. You know what I mean? Yeah, they don't be with the fuck shit. Legit, but I don't know why. They, and they a lot of times they write their own stuff too. A lot of times, so I, I'm I don't know why they're heading. I don't this. know why you use white writers. Like that's where I'm lost. Well, why the story, would, how, that's probably the only way that movie was gonna get greenlit. Well, well, the story is by. Uh, Maria Bello. She was an actress in the 
90s and she was getting a little long in the tooth. So I think she kind of moved into like um, be- the behind the camera side. But I think she was in Ransom with uh, I think she was in Ransom with uh, Mel Gibson. She-, she-, she was in some stuff in the night on oh, no, the think it was Payback and Coyote Ugly and everything. And she was on ER. But uh, I don't know if she was still active as a or she still acts, too. But like on CBS shows like those procedurals. But I'm like, OK, why is she? Why is Maria Bello writing a story in the, the homie? Like she did the story. The story is different than the screenplay. The story is like, you know, somebody comes up with a story and but they might not write the actual screenplay, like the actual dialogue and the scene by scene breakdown. So uh, someone else will do the uh, screenplays. I don't know if I say something about this. There are going to be people, or if anyone says something about this, being written by white women, there's going to be people who do that bullshit of, oh, just because they're white, they can't write about it. What if they did their research? You know, they make excuses for that shit. What makes a white person overstep into black anything? And how do we keep making excuses for it? Even this political stuff, where it makes sense where maybe we want to join in as an ally. Like, why not teach the Black people who are there, you know, how to run it if you have that kind of experience? Like, why is your first thought a lot of times to take to it just over? Run it yourself, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And that's, but that's exactly, my, that's exactly my point. Like, there's always an agenda when they do that shit. It's never to actually help you. It's fund it and get the writers that will be better equipped to tell this story. You see what I'm saying? That would have made more sense. Well, yeah, but but it's not about being an ally, like the like they like to claim. It ain't about. Well, it's never. It's, it's never. It's never it's about never that. It's never about that. No, 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 and that's no. my. But that's my. That's my point. They do that shit all the time, where they go into some shit that, that it's like to me. I go, if you know this is a space that's supposed to be for black women, why did you say, hmm, let me go infiltrate that? If you know this is a space that's designed or it's a story that is that is that belongs to a certain group. What makes you think, mm-hmm, I should be the person to write about that? That's so fucking yeah. disrespectful. Well, and, and, second, and secondly, I just, I just pulled this up. I don't know if you guys know, but there's a book written by Zora Neale Hurston called uh, Barracoon. And that, her book, she wrote it in 1927. The book was published and it, it hadn't been put out. I mean, it was 1927. Nobody wants to hear about the emancipation of Black people in 1927. But the book is about this guy named Cujo Lewis, who was the last person alive that was actually on a slave ship he lived to be 95 i think and she did this interview with him and wrote this book in 1927 he was 86 years old now this is the crazy thing about this he was captured by who the dahomey so i don't know if they read this book and got any information from him about what his experience was like dealing with the dahomey but as the story goes he was captured i think he was 19 years old and there was a lot of things going on that he went through on his way here. And his, the main thing is he's, he misses his mother. So he doesn't he hasn't see, never seen his mother again after age 19. But there's also depictions of what was going on while he was being pushed to the coast and being sold. There was people that were just being killed. And one of the one of the things that people don't know is that when Europeans were coming back there, they had made deals with the Dahomey to uh, buy slaves. But sometimes it took a while for them to get there. You know what I mean? It took a while for them to round up enough slaves because what Europeans were doing was they didn't want a few. They wanted an, an, a whole ship full. So they wanted about 115 bodies, but it takes a while. So by the time they would get there, they would come back and just see dead bodies everywhere. And that's what I meant by the Dahomey. They were involved in the trade just like a lot of other people were, but they took it to another level. You know what I mean? Like this is, they were like the UPS of slavery for Africans. You know what I mean? Like it was a whole nother level. So I don't know if they use this book uh, at all. I don't know if anybody, most people have even heard about this book. You know what I mean? But it's a real, it's a real book. But you know, like uh, the Pan-Africans, they allow them kind of romanticize the the home. I mean, up until recently, like the Dora Milaje in Black Panther are based on the, the homie, like, yeah, yeah. And it's going to be interesting. If there's a Dahomey backlash, I'm curious to see what Black Panther 2 is going to be like because they're, they're, they're ramping that, that shit up with uh, Chadwick Boseman gone. They're making it all women and they're um, pushing the Dahomey uh, Dora Milaje thing uh, harder. But what's 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 interesting, right, is uh, like the, even things like Spook Who Sat By The Door. If you look at Spook Who Sat By The Door, he calls the... Uh, 
prostitute who he politically awakens, he yeah. awakens her by telling her that he reminds him of a of proud the, Dahomey, of the Dahomey. Yep. warrior. So I mean, like, so in the seventies, like that pro-black stuff, the homies were very, very, um, you know. Uh, it's been it's been myth it's been mythologized, mythologized I, I, I yeah. yeah romanticized kind of like I, like shaka zulu kind of like, like shaka zulu. to a certain extent because oh, the sure. stories totally. we generally get are about you know being meek and mild and then you have this tribe that was known as fierce warriors so i could see how it could be romanticized i i, I get oh, it for, oh for sure for sure and and it, and it's, it's just a sexy story it's it's really it's really nice but What's kind of crazy is that uh, this is a whole new era, and it's, what's crazy is things change so fast now. It's not like before. So they probably saw like that whole Dora Milaje thing, maybe, and we know white people love Black Panther and all that stuff, and they they probably thought, oh, 2016 or whenever that came out, 2018, oh, this is a nice story. Oh, it's based on some real women? There's a movie in this, and then realize like in just three or four years. Right. So, so if anybody wants to, would, so if people want to talk about nuance, they definitely didn't look for any nuance. Oh no, no, but they probably saw how black people were flipping out for Dora Milaje and thought, because first off, white liberals they don't know a wide range of black people. They only know right. one kind of black person. And absolutely, they, they absolutely. And they think that they're the managers of black people, the black the black people they know. So you know those black people lead them wrong every time. They'll be like, yeah, this stuff is hitting, you know, and. And even if they did see some, like, you know, ADOS or FBA anti the homie sentiment, those same black liberals would be like, don't listen to those people. They're not actually, they're, yep. they're nobody. Uh, we can control them. Don't worry. That's the, that's the, that's the, that's the blue, that's blue check, blue check nonsense. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, that, and totally. that, and that also goes into the second part of what we were, we're going to talk about today with uh, Tierra Mac. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? She can, she, that's exactly what she's doing. Oh, you know, yeah, she's basically yeah. telling white people, all oh, those black people that are calling me a coon, those black people that are, you know, shitting on me, oh, they're just trapped in white supremacy. Oh, they don't, yeah, they don't know yeah. oh, oh, wait, but let me finish this one last thing with this Shea uh, Charday person before you move on to that. This is a perfect example of what I said, but I feel like a lot of the defenders were kind of doing slick stuff. So she, I, I shared the, the tweet with you guys, but I'll read it real quick. She goes, um, yeah, the people at the home, she goes, the people of Dahomey did more to end chattel slavery than all the European nations combined, right? That's what she says in the tweet. A few collaborators at the top of the pyramid don't discount the millions of people who built internal infrastructures to resist enslavement in the Gulf of Benin. So she kind of makes it seem like, okay, there were a few collaborators at the top of the chain, but the average you know, person was you know, fighting against uh, slavery and did more to ended in all the European nations combined, whatever. Okay, interesting. Then she goes, Dr. Sylviane Diouf's work shows how the resistant movements of the Benin area were a small piece of the continental revolution against chattel slavery. The everyday men and women on the continent were first fierce opponents of slavery. And she posts this thing, and she posts it really tight, a paragraph, and it goes, uh, and she goes, puts no context to it. It goes, Several essays in this volume examine, in depth or in passing, the role of the environment in the strategic response of the Africans. Research in certain villains of Benin, conducted by Elise Sumoni, showed that people took advantage of the only advantages they had, etc., to like you know fight approaching raiders and all this stuff. So I'm like, okay, it's interesting. But then if you look at the second tweet I sent, uh, one of those uh, ADOS slash FBA type types quote tweeted or, or responded to her with, and they were like no this is not what this passage is about and they found the thing that she was citing in full and, and it's a bunch of it, bs yeah what it's actually saying is those people were hiding from the, the homie that's <laughs> fucking crazy <laughs> like that's what i'm saying these people are so slick so, they are they are so, and i've and i've seen her caught up in some bs before because she'd be saying slick stuff about oh, yeah. uh, you know, black people, whatever. I think she's African or Jamaican or something, but I've seen her say slick stuff online about uh so-called quote unquote FBA people. So they be hoping that you don't check the context or you don't absolutely and so I'm saying like these these FBA people is these uh ADOS people, I'll give it to them. They do the research. Yeah, they do their research, they do. Yeah. 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 So so she they actually found the thing, and the and the whole thing was basically that the homemade were just so enslaving crazy that. The run-the-mill Africans uh, had to keep running and running and hiding, and so yeah. so, so basically, what she was saying about the Dahomey were did more to end slavery than 
all the European nation combined. And here's a passage showing how the everyday person resisted it. What it really was about was not about the homemade people fighting slavery. It was about the everyday people trying to get away, the low status people trying to get away from the Dahomey, trying to sell them. Like, and, and it's crazy. Like, why lie like that? That's why so many people are turning against you people all the time because you just treat them like they're stupid and try to yep. lie to them. They and think that they, they don't think, and, and that's the thing is a lot of people don't think that, you know, like I saw something today was, well, it was uh, one of those, you know, I don't, what do you call those people that, they they believe that black people originally come from America or some shit like that. And they found this old copy of a Confederate flag. It was very rare. And they're like, oh, I'm never getting rid of this because this is the original flag. And it says something like blacks land on it. Um, well, what they didn't know is that blacks land and it says Shiloh on it. So they believe that meant that, you know, they were originally in um, indigenous to this country, black people. Right. What they didn't know was that Shiloh and Black's Land was the name of the battles that occurred. It had nothing to do with your race. It had nothing to do with any of that. But if you don't know no better, you'll believe what they say. You know what I mean? I don't I'm lost on how that how because I saw that I saw the flag. Yeah. I couldn't figure out how that was. Well, the original Confederate flag is the stars and bars. Seven so stars. Is that that flag that's like red with the with the blue, whatever the circle of stars? Yeah, with the circle of stars. That's the original Confederate flag. The one question, that we know today didn't exist until Jim Crow. But that's what I, that's where I was confused. So how did seeing that somehow link them to thinking black people are native to the land? That's what I'm because it said out. because it was in their mind they thought that that flag was created by some black people because it said blacks land on it. And it said Shiloh as if like, like native American tribe. And what they didn't know was that, no, the reason why it says Shiloh and the reason why it says blacks land, because blacks land is a place in Mississippi. Shiloh is a place that's where those battles took place. Had nothing to do with anything else, but they didn't know that. Yeah. I still don't get it. I, I don't see how that can, I don't see how that flag proves that point at all. Well, because they don't know any better. They don't they don't know what Shiloh is. They don't know what Black's Land is. They just took the names for what it's worth because in their their identity is, is that they're indigenous black people born in this country. They weren't really from Africa. I don't know what you call those people. Well, no, you get, you're using European education to try yeah, my and brother. our claim on the land, brother. We are original. <laughs> we are the aboriginal people from America. You understand, brother? You get out of here with that European nonsense, brother. I don't, you got I'm supposed to be a Negro pian. I don't that. know. I don't know uh, what the movement's called, but the guy who's like the thought leader of it, this guy Dane Calloway. Have you ever? Uh, I've never heard of him. Oh yeah, yes, you got to see exactly him on YouTube. This dude, yeah, I heard of him. This dude is next level, man. He's next <laughs> level. Tubman never existed. Yeah, yeah oh. even Harriet Tubman didn't exist. But he, he says two things. The video is called Harriet Tubman didn't exist, but. Then, in the video, he said that she existed, but that they just lied and exaggerated. Like she was just a, a regular lady and they made up. And in the video, like he gets the most basic things wrong. Like he just makes shit up. You know, some people like do some scholarship, but like twist it. He just makes shit up. That's really weird. Like he said, for example, but he doesn't even say like a conspiracy. He says that like he just thinks this is just the comedy known thing. So he goes, yeah, so the Underground Railroad was a train that ran underground. What wow. the fuck? He really said that? <laughs> you know, he he casually says this in the video. and He said that? Are you serious? Yeah, and, and he didn't even say it as in, oh, you think the Underground Railroad was this, but I got a secret for you. It's actually this. I think he actually just thought that's what it was. And he didn't actually... So he's doing a debunking video and he gets basic things wrong. <laughs> I'm like, this dude really thinks... And, oh, he was... <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I got to find some of this shit because you won't believe like I used to think I used to think, right, that these people thought that, um, you know, those those people, black people would say, oh, you know, I'm part Native American and whatever. And like, I'm not really black. These people are interesting. They don't think they're not black. Like they don't. What they think is that the people that we call Native Americans who are black don't don't look back. uh, They think they're not Native Americans at all. They think they're white people who took over. The Native American name, like, like oh, this was crazy about them. They believe they're black. They're not claiming Native American because they're trying to pretend like they're mixed or have long hair or anything. No, they think, to their credit, they think they're 100 black, but they just think that they're not African. They think they were actually Native Americans, and this is where it gets crazy. They think that they were the Aboriginal people, whatever, and then the Europeans tricked them into thinking they're from Africa and that there was a transatlantic slave trade that they were a part of. 
And then somehow there was a switcheroo where they put the people that we call Native Americans or Indians now and replaced and renamed them as Indians and then renamed the actual Indians as Africans and told them that they were African slaves. So there was a giant switcheroo that happened. And wow. it's, it's, it's really uh, crazy. So then I was arguing with one of these people. Once. I was not really arguing. I was more just trying to figure out what they believed. So I was like, so how do you explain that they believe one of two things? Some of them think that there was no slave trade, that white people just built these ships just to tell the Native Americans that, hey, you came from Africa and that you're actually African. Like it was a giant hoax. Right. But then some people think, oh, there was a slave trade, but it was only a small amount of the slaves that were gotten. Most of the slaves were actually the black Native Americans, but then they lied to them. And the main thing I was asking them is, why would European, what would they get out of this? Out of this? Yeah, well, whole, yeah, well, I don't understand what yeah, they yeah, get like, out of that. Yeah, yeah. What did they get out of, you know, uh, fool, this, this elaborate hoax? But one, one woman, one of the ones who believed that um, she didn't believe in that, oh, there was an African slave trade, but it was only a small part. Uh, she believed that there was no transatlantic slave trade at all, right? So, <laughs> so I was asking her, like, okay, how were they able to pull this 100% switcheroo where they uh, turned, made all the Native Americans believe that they were something called African and they made, you know, all these white people start pretending to be Native American? And, uh, and second thing, right, why are there people in Africa that look exactly like these Black Native Americans if they didn't come from Africa? And I swear to God, she told me that she was dead serious. I'm not lying. She said, yeah, uh, to continue the hoax, they shipped a whole bunch of the Native Americans back to Africa to... Um, <laughs> you, you, you dead. You lying, bro. She didn't say that. She said Bruh. that. And I was like, is she trolling me? But I looked at her whole timeline. Her whole timeline was this. I'm like, if this is a troll, this is too much. There's no way somebody could do a wow. whole timeline. Does she understand how big the continent of Africa is? And how old it is. Like, like yeah. they have such old wow. contact. Yeah. But what would they get out of that? <laughs> like, like she, could, wow. she could explain the motive. Like, why would they do this crazy? You know what, man? This is, this is why we're in trouble, man. This is why we're in trouble. We, we she lost. Has Captain, I told you we she lost. Has, she has com- Cap- Captain Crunch for brains. This is why when T says we lost the war, the race war, this is part, this is part of it. Well, yeah, we, I'll say this, but, but I'll say this. I want to say this, though. We have been so misinformed and we don't, there's so much we don't know about our history that we're susceptible to almost anything. You Like, I don't, it's really fucked up because there's so much that we're taught and we still have to question every time you learned anything in school growing up. I know when I went home, my dad had us questioning things. And I know some, I understand that, but these are grown. These are grown people. Uh, it's not about their age. That's irrelevant because the, rea- the reality is that there is information that exists. The problem is people don't know how to research, so they just think anything that they come across, they, they get tunnel vision. They think anything that comes across is is accurate. They don't know how to fact check. So they just become susceptible to anything that kind of affirms them as people because black people have had our history and our knowledge of our history stripped away from us. But even so, but even when someone educated like T is telling them that, hey, man, yeah, but, you, but you're based not off of Twitter conversations. You know what no, I mean? No, no, that's, that's fine. It's and that's fine. And that's fine. It's different if T and him were T because Twitter is a, is a weird space, right? If T and this person were sitting and having coffee and having this conversation, we don't know what that outcome might be like. Man, it probably you are be, giving too much credit. I'm sorry. You give him way too much credit. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why they give too much credit. What's the credit that you're saying? They couldn't read. They didn't believe this stuff. Like there's no excuse. If, that's if not people, no no no. Yeah. That's I'm not saying I'm not saying that some of these people aren't extreme with it. But because I think we the thing about Twitter is you get the people that do go nuts on Twitter. I but I do think that they're able to become influential and grow that number because these are people who don't know how to research and they're looking for something to. If I, my my nephew is 12 years old. <clears throat> if I told him that, he would think I was out of my fucking mind. But that's based off of what he's already been taught. You get what no, I'm saying? No, it's based on common sense. No, 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 no. You're talking about the extreme shit that T just gave. Like that. Yeah, I'm, that's what, that's that what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Back to Africa. Yeah, I'm that's not what talking I'm saying. about that nonsense. No, that's ridiculous. But, but, but this Dan Callaway guy gets like 200 plus thousand views on his videos. That's not an insignificant, you know, amount, man. What I mean, I'm, these, yeah. 
But uh, what I'm saying is that p- those people are susceptible to the nonsense because of the fact that we've had to question what we have been taught. I still have questions that I still don't have the answer to. Arisa, yeah, but you ain't got no questions about that. No, not that shit. But yeah, I do. Exactly. But I will say this. I will say this. I do have questions based off just the actual artifacts that exist around whether or not Africans were here prior to what we've been told. Well, we know we know that because Ivan Van Sertima wrote the book. You know what I'm saying? We, they came before Columbus. And it's been very researched. Check out the Diop has wrote about that. Well, stuff. there are so, people but, who question that, too. But that's but, fine. And but, but that's my point. My, that's a, you're kind of making my point for me that yeah we have that information what we but that have that always goes counter to what we have been raised believing what's constantly reinforced in our culture well, well, the, problem, well the problem is this media, this is this is where the problem reinforced in but 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 i didn't when i went to school i didn't learn anything about the stuff that wasn't you know okay, uh, that came I, before columbus okay now the ivan van certain some people believe it some people don't but i feel like it's at least plausible like there's an argument that can be made by Van Sertima and some um, evidence and you can either believe it or you can have some counter evidence but the idea that uh, black people were sent from America to I mean this that's fossils, what I'm saying this fossil in Africa like thousands of years like Africa is the oldest continent they've traced the first person back to Africa I mean, like the idea that in the because it would have to happen in the 1500s <laughs> like, like, so what? Was Africa just empty before 1500? It was just empty. <laughs> nobody cut the grass. The animals are just like, man, where's all the people at? Like, there's nobody around. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, and I would say it's a fine line, but it ain't a fine line. Like, you gotta be, you gotta be kinda, you gotta be kinda messed up and have an agenda. And yeah, you gotta be, yeah, you gotta be kinda messed up to believe that. That's a far cry from saying, I read, I came, be- they came before Columbus and I might believe or might I not think, believe. I think what happens a lot of times, dude, is people get, you have people that are two different types of people, right? You got the people who, when they find out they've been lied to, they're, they're very cautious about the new information that they take in to replace the information that they found out was a lie. Then you have the people who overcompensate in the other direction. So let's say, right. for example, use, a, use a, car, a car analogy. You're driving 90 miles an hour down the highway and you find out you've been going in the wrong direction the whole time. Now, one person would take their time as they turn around and head back in the opposite direction. Like, damn, I've been messing up this whole time. Let me take my time and pay attention so I can get it right. You have another type of person that will do 90 miles an hour back in the other direction and possibly pass where they were supposed to be going again. You see what I'm saying? So you have two different ways. It's always that theory about, you know, a pendulum is going to overcorrect in one direction or another. What I found is like when I when I look at these people, right, they, they believe some of these way out things in that regard. I also look at some of the usually they believe some other crazy stuff, too. You know, like yeah, Antar- yeah. in Antarctica, you know, they think like these plateaus in Antarctica are really giant trees that white people came and cut down. Yeah, like, I've, heard, I've heard about that stuff like that. And, you know, it's just they, they believe some some other you know flat earth and or earth oh, is inside yeah. of a dome and all. Like you connected that they believe in a lot of other stuff too that's way out there. So like it's like thing like don't have such to have an open mind, but don't have such an open mind that your brain slips out. It's like that type of thing with these folks. Right, right, right. And it's, uh, it's, I call it it's the Kyrie Irving syndrome. Oh, oh yeah, and, I mean? and, and Kyrie Irving actually uh, tweeted some Dane Calloway stuff at some point. So oh, dude, and and the thing is, you have to be very very arrogant to say some shit like that. You know, for, for like with Kyrie yeah. Irving saying the, the earth is flat and all this other kind of stuff. And we know that he's like Mario just said, when you hear the other stuff they say, then you'll be like, man, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? So it's been other things he said. I'm like, all right, bro, whatever. Do you know where they had a lot of these people? This I found out about this was on Clubhouse. Clubhouse had these huge hundreds of people room full of these people that believe this. And that's when I kind of realized, OK, this is not just a few people. And when you hear, when you hear voices attached to it. That's when it's really crazy. But I think something about the pandemic was making people attracted to more and more fringe stuff because they were spending yeah. more and more time alone in weird hours. Remember how weird Clubhouse was during the pandemic? People oh, were moving for like 12 hours doing, doing crazy I'll never forget that. It was bizarre. Um, that was the most bizarre thing I've ever been a part of. It was like a social experiment. It was a science experiment. It was really weird. Does, is Clubhouse still going right now? 
I think it is, but uh, I think it's just all weirdos now. Like, like people know. who didn't make it out the other side of the pandemic. <laughs> They're like stuck in this parallel universe. I they think can't get socially out. it's like all weirdos, but <laughs> people are using it for very specific things now. So like and you, gender war like, stuff, yeah. I see. Yeah, but I, I've also see like Whack 100. stuff, you know, stuff around health and nutrition, or people who have particular types of businesses, like real estate. You know, they put those little groups together. People, you know, so I think they have like, so I think there are some people who are using it for functional reasons, like you would use Zoom, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I think there are people who are using it socially, and that's where you'll find a lot of the weird shit. But um, <laughs> I don't want us to uh lose track of because it's, it's getting late for you teen i know we want to get okay. to the next topic wait, wait wait but before we go to the next topic real quick i just want to play since i already queued it up uh, i think this is the part where dan calloway talks about stuff i'm just gonna play it real quick hold on some instances some history tellers would say that the underground railroad had nothing to do with the railroad or even being underground but just like numerous things that are considered to be american history today this opinion that we were all told is false. People who were born between the 1950s and beyond were told that the Underground Railroads were safe houses for runaway slaves, while people who were born in the 1930s and earlier were told that the Underground Railroads were actual railroads that people utilized in order to vacate their jobs. The significant differences between both stories is quite obvious. But just in case you were wondering why, let's go over why the phrase runaway slave was used later on in history books and other correlating curriculums. You can recall how the story of slavery goes. A slave master is the owner of those he or she enslaved and that a slave's daily duty was commonly rather known as a laborer for his or her owner or slave master. The you truth be patient. is that a so-called slave master's position was literally the employer, no matter their hue of complexion. And the so-called slave's position was literally the employee. The majority of people today are at will employees. And the contract that you sign in order to become employed by a company means that you can quit or be released from your job at will. But during so-called slavery times, these same contracts were binding for much longer periods of time. Once or if your contract expires, you were then released or freed from all duties. So he's basically saying that slavery was like an, an at-will employment, right? Uh, so. so when you hear the story of a person escaping via the Underground Railroad, this was a person that was attempting to leave their job before the expiration of their binding contracts, if they had one. So why was it an underground railroad? Because even the right of transit for a slave, or rather a fugitive, was denied if their contract was not completed. What? So what is the Turn underground railroad? Upon the arrival of foreigners, they discovered a transportation system that ran both above and underground. This transportation system was previously designed to run from coast to coast, aligning oh, parallel <laughs> with the canals and rivers throughout. Okay, so... <laughs> they had hyperrail before fucking uh, Elon Musk came along. They already was on it, huh? Coast to coast. So the underground railroad was an underground hyperrail system that covered... And he has a... You got to physically see this shit because he has a map that covers all of America. First off, all of America wasn't even America yet. Like, like, like he's, he's going into like uh, past the Louisiana Purchase, past like, you know, <laughs> into Alaska and everything. Right. And, and he's saying that these were this was at will employment. and that People were just leaving. Their never, job. never mind that you can find actual narratives on YouTube of the Freedmen's Bureau talking to black people about what happened and what they went through. Never mind that. Yo, I'm sorry, but within like the first minute, and he said <laughs> that, what did this fool say? He said that in the 1950s, people were told the Underground Railroad was a set of houses where you went for like through a different, you know, whatever he said, right? And then he said, but before that, in the 1930s, people were told that it was a train and it was a railroad, blah, blah, blah. And I kept thinking to myself, 
the, in the 1930s, you still had people that were alive that had been enslaved. Yeah, like, absolutely. I just, ta- I just, about? I just, I was just talking about the Zora Neale Hurston book that was written yeah. in 1927. But right, but on, but on the screen while he was talking, he showed a picture of this book called The Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead. And in that book, it's a fictional book, but it's like a magical realism uh, science oh, fiction man. book where the Underground Railroad is an actual train. So I think and, he might have, and he think it's real. I think he might have flipped through that book. It, it won a Pulitzer Prize or something. I think he might have thought that was his, man. That's his, escapism gone rampant, man. Yeah. So I'm so this is like I'm I'm telling you this is like some weird crazy stuff. I I just had to play that before we move oh on. Oh my it was god, too crazy. That's the crazy. I'm gonna watch some of his YouTube videos just oh, to dude, see how crazy it is. Right? I watched hours of them. <laughs> <laughs> during the pandemic because. He he blew up to the pandemic and my ass had nothing to do. I was home. Right, 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 right. I was right. watching. I was watching like I, was, I I probably rotted my brain. I probably should have taken an IQ test before and after to see what happened. But yeah, I sure I lost some points for sure. Um, I, I, okay, but Bita, I'm ready now. Let's move on Yo, to that Tiara was Mike. one of the funniest shits I've ever heard. Man, <laughs> he's got four hundred sixty six thousand followers. I on can't YouTube. even. <laughs> I, I he's got more followers than. Dang, that was one of your oh. tastes. I'm telling you, that he just you made were, that up. Like yeah, that doesn't even. You, ma- y'all telling me y'all don't believe we had an underground railroad transportation system, transcontinental, that you could yeah. only ride if your contract was expired. It, yeah, and, and, and there was a slavery. There was slavery, which is a contract, which is which is just at will employment. At first, I thought he was doing a metaphor, like $40 million slaves. Like, he was like, I uh, did too. A job. But I was like, oh, wait a minute. He literally thinks niggas was. Uh, he's dead ass. <laughs> he's, he's, he's dead ass, bro. Yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> he was being literal, but he said, like. Uh, and, and here's the deal, right? I don't know nothing much about engineering or any of that, right? I'm going to supply a little bit of common sense, right? I know for a fact that a lot of people died when they were creating those railroads just above ground, right? A lot of people died. I know how difficult that was. So imagine how much more difficult it would be to do it underground, right? They could barely do it above ground. So underground is going to get done? Come on, man. The subway was a big, big innovation. And and they needed like a whole different type of mechanical machinery to pull it off. So yeah, yeah, the idea they could have built an underground outdoor railroad (laughs) back then is like nuts. That's that's, un- that's unbelievable. They hadn't built a car yet, but they built a train that went underground. But also, right. do you know how they built the original like uh, subways? I saw uh, I saw a documentary on it. I never kind of knew this, but I always had this idea like from movies and stuff. I thought they had this kind of giant machine with a drill when I was a kid that they drove underground to create yeah. the tunnels and stuff. But it wasn't like that. They actually dug up the whole ground. So what they did is they just made a giant hole. And when it reached the point where the subway was supposed to be, they built the ground back up over it. That's how over created, it, right? That's how they created the tunnels. So there was no actual like drilling underground, which is what like I thought. So you know, basically, they would have to create a whole railroad that did move uh, t- tons and hundreds of thousands, millions of tons of earth, and then cover it back up in with seventeen hundreds, eighteen hundreds technology. Uh, which is but but yeah, I mean these people just don't really know anything. It's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like uh like I don't think even slaves would have believed that and they and they couldn't read. So I, I'm telling you something's <laughs> something's wrong. Something's right. wrong in society. I actually watched a documentary about them building the subway, funny enough, because I, I watch documentaries about anything. And it was really fascinating. So I don't even it's, I'm trying to figure out the like unless now unless white people have been lying to us about the invention of the subway. Oh well, you know that's probably one of the problems that they lied about that too. That's a good. That's a good point. What he's describing isn't even a railroad; it's a subway. It was, it was yeah. a subway. <laughs> it was a subway. <laughs> we had a whole subway system to get us free. Um, so one of the things that really burned me up, <laughs> I was really upset about this, y'all, was that senator in Rhode Island who posted a video of herself twerking. Senator Freakily. i mean clearly tiara mack from rhode island district six i think it was six she posted a video on tiktok of her in a bikini doing a headstand and then twerking with ass cheeks in a bikini so ass cheeks out right and 
Then she got up and said, vote for Tierra Mac or whatever she said. Vote for me, some shit. Because I guess she's up for re-election. I don't know if she's up for re-election, but I guess that's why she said it. Anyway, it ends up getting posted on Libs of, t- Libs of TikTok. Yeah, they posted it on Twitter. So, of course, it goes viral. People saw it and immediately started defending it. And then there are some people who saw it and immediately started saying all kinds of shit. So what she did was that really bothered me. She started to double down on what she did and then try to frame it as though it was some sort of movement. Like it was some sort of like movement to push for queer rights, abortion rights. But twerking does none of that. She even put little memes together saying twerk for abortion rights. Abortion justice, twerk for trans rights. Uh, like, yeah, twerk for intersex. And I mean, everything she's doing is leading with sex. And I'm going to tell you guys exactly what happened. And I said this, I said, there wasn't black people that told her to do that. She was in a room because, you know, these politicians all have think they're, they're all sitting, sitting in boardrooms and think tanks and shit. White women told her to do that. Right. Now, the I problem is this. If it was other black women that told her to do that. To well, if they were, we know what type of black women they were. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I, well, I'm going to slightly rephrase what you said. And I think it might have been white women who who um, told her to do it. Or it might have been like what, uh, you know, Vita's saying, where it's like black women who had spent too much time with white women. Exactly. But I think it was definitely for white women. Absolutely. Whether, yeah, it was definitely at the very least for them, no matter who. When, we were when she when she did that they really did think it was a good idea. It wasn't, they didn't think they would get any backlash because that's not how those people think. Now, the problem is this, and I don't even think it's the problem. What they did was damage control. What they did was they flipped it and tried to say that, oh, twerk for this, twerk for this, twerk for, because they didn't have anything else to say because that went, once the backlash happened, it was 90, I'd say 99% black folks. The first thing she did was blame conservatives and Republicans. It didn't have shit to do with none of that. And then secondly, she said that black people that aren't in favor of it are trapped in white supremacy, which has nothing to do with anything. So it backfired. You know what I mean? More than likely, she's not going to win because she chose something that wasn't even tangible. That's not even a not what I don't know what that has to do with anything. Well, and then the, then the damage control was even worse because you're doubling down on it. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? And making it a, a campaign slogan now. When I said interesting, um, I watched some of his uh, video with her on the Van Layton podcast, and she made it seem like she was trying to be controversial on purpose in hopes that it would make it go viral. And then she could, you know, alert people to the issues. That's what she claimed. I don't know if it was just revisionist history to save face, but let's say even if it was true, all people are talking about now is her twerking. No one's using this to get into her. So, I don't believe it personally, but even if worst best case scenario was true, it's not working. All and even on her Twitter, all she's talking about is intersex, trans. Um, uh, yeah, but I, the yeah. the thing that pisses me off though is that when things like this happen, people choose who and what they want to respond to. So yeah. she responds to the fact that some people send her death threats allegedly, right? Which I'm sure it's Twitter. I'm sure that happened. Everyone gets death threats, so right? I yeah, got no, death I'm, threats. Yeah, I got yeah. death threats. Who cares? Yeah, join the party. Um, Oh, they better not threaten me. <laughs> but um, but you know, then she starts doing this whole, you know, it's people who are have that they, it's it's white supremacy. It's black people thinking like white supremacists, and it's um, all this. I was I was gonna play that. So do you want me to play it? So yeah, people can hear it, and then you can finish your thought. I, I think I think it works better yeah. if you hear what you're talking about. Oh, so, but real quick before you okay, get to go, that go part, because mm-hmm. um, there was another part of her tweet where she was saying, um, and she was defending it. She was basically saying people were talking about, you know, this is unprofessional, have some decorum, you know, uh, all this stuff, right? Then she starts playing the, well, that's respectability politics card. She says, well, "I'm an Ivy League graduate. I am a senator." <clears throat> Right, and, and which really, which really goes right into that white uh, people. But it's funny how decorum what? is for white what? people. It's funny how decorum is for white people, but Ivy Leagues aren't okay. Um, that's what she was. So that, essentially, it's that hypocrisy. And so she was like, um, you know, we something about oppressed people, and even in her interview with Van Lathan, she starts talking about how her people wanted to, you know, 
shame her body or whatever she was talking about. It was ridiculousness. But it's like that she doubles down on that shit and then acting like, well, that's for white people. She's disrupting the status quo by twerking on her handstand with her ass cheeks out. I find it interesting that when, you know, black people, um, especially people like her, what she said about because she's in the Ivy League is the perfect example of what Carter G. Woodson said about black folks, Harvard and bad whiskey. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the quote is uh, Harvard education has done more bad for black people than bad whiskey. Not only that, why is it that black people always got to be a part of this degradation, dehumanization, hedonism, just just all out, just fuckery always got to be white, nasty white people like, is our default like yeah yeah but white people like use black people to tap into their own like like for for example some white politicians started twerking too uh on twitter uh, for his own campaign to show support but he would never have let off with that on his own no like a freak no but when no. she does it first now they can do it. And I know it's like for white people, it's a lot for a lot of them. It's what black people are like. We give them permission to uh, I mean, th- that's the reason why slumming was such a big thing back in the days when like it was big money or big um, entertainment for white people to go up into like Harlem or like yeah. a cotton club. And, you know, like like um, Elvis walking down Beale Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like slumming was slumming is something that, like, you know, or, or, or like, if you ever see like how white people like to listen to like the most ratchet black music, like mm-hmm. a lot of them don't, a lot of them don't want to listen to like uh, lyrical, miracle, spiritual stuff, but a lot of them will play twerking music and act really, really ratchet, but they don't do that with white music. You know what I mean? Right. Or like someone like Miley Cyrus. Look at Miley Cyrus. Like she wants to shed her. Um, good girl image or Justin Timberlake to a lesser degree. Um, they always use blackness and black bodies on stage. Remember Miley Cyrus' performance with all those yeah. working half dressed, yep. you know? And then when, when she was ready to be respectable again, she was like, Oh, I fell in with a bad crowd, you know, this, that, which meant, which meant black people. And she right. was ready to be misogynist. Yeah, hip hop is misogynist. Yeah, but you were using it to kind of shed your, your Disney image. Like, like, like we're there to tap into your id to your uh you know it's a good movie with that it's like angel heart angel heart i think metaphorically gets into all of that it's a really good movie but is this you know like how you use like uh blackness and so suppose it um being closer to nature and animalistic to you know kind of get your rocks off and do all this stuff and and i feel like that's what she was presenting to um she didn't leave her she went to ivy league but she didn't leave her intellect she led with like you know twerking and white people were loving it like if you see q's tweet uh tweet where q was man uh, talking about it all these white people were like oh you know you're telling a woman what to do and this and that and it's like they put it right there to be a crash test dummy and then now um and she crashed Oh, yeah, exactly. It's crazy. She crashed, man. And, and, you know, the bad thing about it, or I ain't going to say the bad thing about it, her political career is done. But that, if she has enough white people around her, maybe. Well, she is in Rhode Island. I, I think she's done. And, and the reason I think she's done, she got elected in 2020, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. So oh, the she great was, correction. Yeah, George Floyd. Yeah, she, yeah, there you go. So she's that that's dead. She's done. Yeah, people are yes. tired. Yeah, yeah, people are tired of that, especially because she's pushing like a lot of that goodwill that uh, black people had from Black Lives Matter and George Floyd. A lot of that is running out. It's done. It's been wasted and squandered. It's gone yeah. into Patrice Cutter's houses. It's uh, yep. it's man. It's I got people talking about that like all the time. Like they'll literally yeah. bring up oh. Boy, if, you, if you talk about Black Lives Matter, that's what people will bring up now. Oh it's yeah, cool. it's really no. interesting. But, but I thought I was hanging out with some people. I think a week ago, and someone brought up Black Lives Matter and all this, all the drama and stuff surrounding. And these weren't people who are in community organizing. These were people who work in entertainment. Oh yeah, I'm sure. So and, it was and, interesting. And that was part of the problem of letting everything be called a Black Lives Matter protest, whether they yep. were involved in it or not. Like because the movement was named after them, and because um protests were all called black lives like i was talking to a white reporter and he was talking about black lives matter protests i'm like black lives matter didn't organize any of these protests don't call them that like don't even give it that name because now the whole 
movement. nobody will take him serious. It's like a scam movement. But yeah. people are so weird, man. Like uh, when we did this that call-in show where we were talking about the Black Lives Matter uh, thing, there were some people who like called in or on Twitter, people who tweeted like, uh, yeah, you know, I don't like this because there's a lot of local on um, Black Lives Matter movements and organizations that are getting sucked into this bad. I'm like, why are you mad at the reporter and me? You should be mad. First off, you should be mad at Patrice Cullors because she's the one yeah. who's giving it a bad name. And number two, right. you should be mad at yourself for still calling yourself black. Like, if I had the um, Kenny organization, I found out Kenny was doing some crazy stuff and I still right. called it the Kenny organization. You got to deal with hey, the backlash. Yeah, but I don't fuck with Kenny no more. But right. the Kenny Deweese organization. <laughs> right. You know, um, you know? Um, unfortunately, we live in a system of white supremacy. So we're all one big nigga. So yeah. Yeah. everything's going to be, but you could call your, your movement, um, the movement to, to um, stop killing people. And they're still going to say your black lives matter. That's just how they get down. All right, y'all. So that is the end of part one. Go to again, patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks, or click the link in the show notes to get part two. Be good. <laughs>